Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Living Light Outdoors. Mobile with you, coming live from Missouri. We are uh, up here doing a little bit of work. Uh, did a little work for my friend in the body shop today and pushed a few dents and fixed a few things. And, uh, of course, you know, we always got to tell a few stories and probably create more problems than we fix at times. But we sure have a good time doing it. I will be speaking tomorrow night at an actual uh, event uh, for uh, Carterville First Baptist Church. Uh, they're doing a redneck feast. It'll be a wild game dinner. Man, if you're out here in the area, join us. I think tickets are $10. They'll put you into the drawings for some door prizes and some goodies, and uh, we'll bring a good message for you and have some good eats in the process. So that's tomorrow night. begins at 5, Carterville First Baptist Church, if you're in the if you're in the Missouri area, around the Carthage area, or Joplin, or uh, Carterville, uh, Jasper, wherever you might be, come come join us tomorrow evening. Man, I um, some of the conversations that we have up here, I really enjoy uh, the iron sharpening iron that uh, that my friend Al and I get to do. There's always something to talk about. We were sitting in the office, uh, closing out the day, just trying to. Uh, wind down and that and we were discussing the fact that wasn't real sure what I was going to talk about today wasn't real sure what I was going to bring as a message and we were discussing life uh, man right now life just seems a little wild right I mean it's just a little chaotic uh, we, we deal with so many things that don't make any sense uh, there, there's such an entitlement in this world today there's such a and anger there, there's such a a, a feeling of, of of disrespect there's it's it's huge it's like uh, he made the comment that every, everybody you deal with just wants to fight with you and i gotta say i've been in a few of them feuds today dealing with insurance companies and adjusters and trying to get some files accomplished that are that we're doing in our hailstorm at home and and it's been challenging there there's a lots of challenges that come along especially today for whatever reason our, our society shift has just become very selfish very self-centered um, no one thinks about anything and he's right there's it's like every time you turn around somebody's wanting to fight with you and my my, my response is man it just doesn't have to be this complicated it really isn't this complicated life can be very simplistic there's a lot of simplistic measures, but we send, sometimes we seem to overlook them because we're looking at it out of our own perspective only. And we're not looking at it from anybody else's eyes. So with that, it just kind of sparked me. And I got in the word a little bit and I wanted to, 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 to bring something particular out. So I titled this tonight, Fight the Good Fight. One of the Bible studies that I've been doing with some guys um, is talking about Paul and he's, he's um, He's bringing a real solid message, but one of the little segments in this study, this is what Paul says. He said that, that Paul and other New Testament writers were very fond of using fruit analogies for the way character and virtue grow in a person's life. And it is. It's a, it's a great perspective. Fruit is not something that we can produce on our own. I mean, you can't just make fruit, right? I mean... Doesn't matter what you put together, you, mean you can't build fruit. You can't make it. You can plant a fruit tree. You can protect it. You can water it. And you can fertilize the ground. 
but you can't make fruit. You care for the tree and you trust that buds will come and, and that from those buds, fruit will grow, right? I mean, that's how it works. Well, Christian character is like that too. We can't produce it on our own. We, we can't produce godly Christian character just on our own. It takes time and it, and it takes a certain kind of attention to detail. And I'm going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 through 14, and I'm going to share a little bit out of Amplified. But 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 14 through 14 says this. Verse 11, But as for you, O man of God, he was talking to Timothy here, but after you, as for you, O man of God, flee from these things. What things? Well, we see in the previous verses in, in, in uh, 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10, it says, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered from the truth and have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many arrows. It's not just money. It's life in general. We, we find ourselves trapped in many foolish and harmful desires. And it, and it, it literally drives us to destruction. We, we see it, like I think all of us could probably point at somebody and say, ooh, yep, I know that person has done just that. The, the love, money is not the root of evil. That's always misquoted. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of. And it, again, this doesn't have to be about money selfishness selfish gain is the root of all kinds of evil money is part of that we we revolve life around money we got to have money we got to have money to do anything especially put gas in your car today but but some people craving these things have wandered from the true faith and it says that they pierce themselves with many arrows and many sorrows there there you go they pierce themselves with many sorrows They've created havoc in their own life, and it comes through selfishness. It comes through this, this deceit that the enemy puts in place. So let's go back. Verse 11 says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Aim at and pursue righteousness, true goodness, moral conformity to the character of God, godliness, the fear of God, faith, love, steadfastness and gentleness verse 12 says fight the good fight of the faith in the conflict with evil we're to fight the good fight that good fight is fighting against conflict with evil take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses Listen, if you've given your life to Christ, you've made this very call. You've been called for such a time as this. You've confessed your faith in front of others. You're living the life. So because of that, fight the good fight of faith. Be in conflict with things of evil. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession for. Verse 13 goes on to say, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and in the presence of Christ Jesus, who made the good confession in his testimony before Pontius Pilate. This was talking about when Jesus was arrested, 
right before his crucifixion, he gave a good confession of who he was in his testimony. Verse 14 goes on to say, to keep all his precepts without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at that in the New Living Translation, verse 14, and I brought it out because of this, it says that you obey his command without wavering. Obey the command of God without wavering. Then no one can find fault with you from now until your Lord Jesus Christ comes again. You've heard me talk about the fact that conflict arises. You, you find yourself in discussions. You find yourself in, in, in these debates, if you will, in these arguments, if you want to call it something else. The one thing that people simply get tired of arguing against is God's Word. It's not something I wrote. It's simply something I believe. I put my faith in it. I put my trust in it. And I stand on His Word. And that's exactly what He's saying in verse 14. That if you obey this command without wavering. If you obey the Word of God without wavering. Then no one, no one can find fault with you from now until your Lord Jesus Christ comes again. People don't like me. I got people that don't like me. I know that's hard to believe because I'm such a likable guy, but there are people out there that don't like me. And the reason they don't like me is because I stand for truth and I will not waver. God's word is exactly that. It is the word. It is the standard in which I gauge my life by. Do I fall? Sure. Do I stumble? Absolutely. But what do I do in the process of it? I pick myself up. I dust myself off. I repent if necessary for whatever action. Maybe I've lost my cool. Maybe I've, I've gone astray. Maybe I've allowed myself to, to wander into the world. I pick myself up and I, and I come back to that command and I do my best to not waver on it. There are people who are going to argue with you tooth and nail day and night because they simply can't adhere to the truth. Fight the good fight. Stand your ground. And I'm not talking about, you know, put your boxing gloves on every morning and, and stand out there waiting on somebody to disagree with you so you can whop them one. I'm talking about fighting the good fight, the fight of faith. Stand your ground on the faith of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be like he was. He loved all people. Yes, he confronted sin, but he always ministered to people first. Then he left them with a choice. He gave them the truth of the gospel. And he left them with a choice. It was their decision as to what they were going to do with that. But he often said these words, Go and sin no more. I see, I see a meme posted a lot today about the woman at the well and how he used, um, you know, he even used the woman who was in who was living in sin, that, that she had she'd been married multiple times, that she'd been divorced, and blah, blah, blah. Well, did he use her, or did he give her a choice? See, the way that I read the word, he spoke to this woman, he ministered to her, he shared with her things that he shouldn't have known about her, so he read her mail, but what was the thing he said to her? He, he, didn't, he didn't tell her, Hey, you're forgiven. Go and preach my word. That's not what he said. What he said was, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. That, that's a charge to us to live our life according to his word, 
to live and obey this command without wavering. Fight the good fight. It's the one worth fighting. Fight for your soul. Fight for your salvation. Fight for the Spirit of God to remain in you strong and steadfast in a, in a lost and dying world, in a world full of chaos and full of darkness. Be a light shining in that darkness. It's what he's called us to. And listen, no matter how difficult life can be, and I, Al and I were just talking about this, and I made the comment, how do people who don't know Jesus Christ, who don't have a relationship with Christ, how are they dealing with this mess in this world today? And I think there's a variation of answers there because some don't deal with this. Most find some way to cover it up. They find some way to bury those emotions. Maybe it's in a bottle. Maybe it's in drugs. Maybe it's in depression. Maybe it's in, in a variety of ways. But think about what it would be like if we just simply trusted Jesus Christ. Put our faith and our hope in Him. He's our peace. He's our comfort. He's our deliverer. He's our provider. He's everything we need in this lost world. Cling to Jesus. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being with us on this podcast today. Thank you for letting me be mobile. Uh, <laughs> I know I don't get to go back and edit these when I when I do the mobile ones. So when I make mistakes, you're just stuck with it. And when I make a mouth noise or... or whistle when I speak. It's sorry. That's just going to be in there. But thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thank you for following these podcasts. We're over 10,000 listens now. That's so amazing to me. Over 51 foreign countries have tapped into this podcast. You are a part of that. What you're doing in spreading this gospel, what you're doing in supporting us financially, what you're doing in praying over us, praying with us, walking with us, journeying with us on this you are a part of what God is doing through this through this ministry. And we're so appreciative. We love you so much. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying over you. And we know that when you connect with us, when you support us, that God will return to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He'll pour blessing into your lap. Amen. Love you guys. We'll talk to you again real soon. <music>